This is Josh Mills. George is back again. And repeat for number two, Will Felton. <laughs> All right. Will, Will's back with us, and we're very happy to have you here on Acquired Tastings with us. We are on a liquor week this week, which is pretty exciting. And we are doing our favorite sippers. Now, Will asked a good question last week. What is defined as a sipper? And I was like, well, anything that if somebody shot it, like just took it as a shot, you would be offended. So let's go around. Jordan, what are you? What did you bring this week and what are your pairings? I have brought Chairman's Spiced Rum. Mm. Um, and I have brought a lamb crostini with a roasted comfy garlic aioli topped with caramelized onions and chiffonaded mint. And then I also have a black bottom creme brulee that I made this morning. That's uh, going to be delicious. Will, what did you bring? I brought the St. Elizabeth Allspice Dram. Oh, Allspice Dram. And then what about your food? What did uh, you bring? Jerk chicken. Some jerk. That's going to be a really good pairing. And then I have the Bellmead Sour Mash bur- Straight Bourbon. And I have a Barbacoa sous vide pork belly, a little taco, and a salted chocolate oatmeal cookie. Uh, we also may have Brian join us. He is out uh, Pokemoning right now, and Brian actually left us with the Rocktown bourbon cream, and then some of these little phyllo cups with brie and blueberry, it looks like. Yeah, and my mom's blueberry jam. Ooh, that'll, Yum. Be, that'll be nice and delicious. But before we get started, we have to talk about the blind from last week. So I thought it was a beer, and I think I said it was a Kolsch or a honey Kolsch or something like that. You either said it was a Kolsch or like an American lager. Yeah. Oh, no. I said it was an American style Kolsch. That's what yeah. it was. All right, Jordan. And what I had actually poured for you is the Mother's Oktoberfest. It's a very light colored Oktoberfest. Yeah, it was very, very different. <laughs> very different than anything else we had uh, that day. But it was lots of fun. So, all right. Well, we're going to start with mine. So, cheers, everybody. So, this is the Bell Mead Sour Mash Bourbon. Straight bourbon. Now, this is out of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, so for the first two, we're drinking these out of Glencairn glasses, which are the, you know, your normal kind of standard scotch glasses. And the last two we're actually going to be drinking out of just small little rocks glasses. Uh, we have all these neat, but everybody has ice and water if they would like to add as they go. Uh, the food that I have paired with this is a barbacoa sous vide pork belly with some cotija cheese and then salted chocolate oatmeal cookies. I'm super excited for this taco. Yeah. It's a it's a recipe I'm kind of playing with, and uh, I hope it's good. So, what are we smelling with the whiskey first? I was going straight for the food. I know. Y'all <laughs> Let me get my notes in there. Jumping in the food. Ooh, it's got a nose burn, alcohol Ooh. burn. Ooh. Yeah, the alcohol's pretty high in this. I think it's around 40 to 43%. So, we're running up in the, in the 80s and mid-80s. Way to get rid of nostril hair. Yeah, it'll wake you up. Out. But it's uh, it's got this like little bit of kind of sweet, sour, graininess to it. You know, sour mashes are kind of like the sourdough of the whiskey world. You know, they they focus on having these extra bacterium in there that kind of grow with the mash. 
And then they also kind of reuse that same bacterium base as they're going through. So it's a lot like a sourdough process. So for me, um, it's very hot when I smell it. Like Will said, I feel like I just lost some nose hairs. (laughs) Um, But it's not that hot when I sip it. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's heat there, but it's not in your face like some of the other things that I've drank in the past. Will, what about you? I'm a... you know, I don't have a discerning taste for scotches and bourbons. Okay. And whiskeys. I um it's almost like it's and I'm correct me wrong, it's almost like there's a sweet fruit smell or something yeah. in there. Yeah, there's definitely it's almost like dried dried tree fruit where you get that like extra dried sweetness. Dried cherries. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dried cherries, like dried apricots, you get that like extra sweetness to it. That's definitely there. I get a lot of like honey and caramel. On this one. Honey, caramel. Um, you know, it's almost like kind of that burnt sugariness of the top of a creme brulee. I'm kind of getting that kind of yeah. flavors on it. But go ahead and start eating a little bit. So Bell Mead is a distillery out of Nashville, Tennessee. They focus, actually quite a few of their, you know, they're, they hang their hat on this uh, sour mash bourbon. Uh, they're known to kind of have that. They're they're in Tennessee, so they're actually not a Kentucky bourbon, which was something very interesting when I was when I was looking at it. But um, but I I really like it because I like sour mashes. Sour mashes are whiskeys that I drink slow. Personally, I like whiskey, so I usually drink whiskey pretty quickly. But the complexity that you get from a sour mash really makes me slow down in taste it a little bit more. Michter's has a little bit more complexity than this Bell Mead, which I have a bottle at the house because, you know, Michter's sour- <laughs> and, you know, Sour Mash. But I really like how that that caramely, that it's just kind of a little bit of an odd, like a little different twist to the uh, whiskey than you get from from the from a regular bourbon. So how is the food? I've never had this cut of meat. You've never had pork belly? Never had pork belly? I've never, I mean, I probably did bacon or something like that, but um, that was, uh, I like the texture of the meaty part. Yeah. That whole taco is for you, bud. Huh? That whole taco is for you. Brian's got, we've got, we've got one safe for him, so you can eat that whole thing. No, no, I'm good. I, uh, I'm not, I'm a texture guy, right? So the, the fatty part of the bill. Uh, mm-hmm. a, little, a little hard for me to the fat cap, yeah, mm-hmm. a little hard for me to handle. But the taste, what what did you say? So, because it's it's amazing, kind of um, I don't know, sweet smoke. I don't yeah. know how to explain it. Yet. So what I did was I looked up barbacoa. So barbacoa is a is a Mexican dish that's usually done with lamb or beef. Okay, and it's the marinade that's used is very dry, chili heavy. It's got guajillo chilies in it. We have some dried, I think they're chili aboles is actually what we have in a wreath. And then garlic, onion, oregano. And traditionally it's done slow cooked in like a pit. But what I did with this sous vide was I had this pork belly that was already cooked. And I made this kind of, I made the marinade, blended it up, kind of cooked it down a little bit to get it, get a little bit of cook on it and then make it a little thicker. And then whacked it in vacuum sealed it with the pork belly and 
than sous vide to kind of get that get that flavor in there and go with the taco and then it's got some cotija cheese on top which is nice and salty yeah i mean this well that's what i was gonna say it feels like it's been marinating for a long time and slow cooked yeah. that's the flavor you get from it yeah it's that real rich smoky earthy lightly spicy kind of flavor to it and what really only a couple of hours uh, mm-hmm. is how long yeah well, it that's was be- marinated for, but the vacuum seal and the sous vide were yeah. miracles. Well, that's also because the pork belly was also, was already cooked. You know, if I'm I'm actually looking at doing this with a piece of raw pork belly, and I'm planning on cooking it for you know 24 to 36 hours, just to give it that time to break down. Now, so Will, you talked about the 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 texture of the fat, so that means you're a crispy bacon guy. To a point. Okay. Uh, I don't want it to be crunchy that it's powder in your mouth, but I don't want it to, you know, I I, I want it to have a little Viagra to it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you want it to have that little bit of yeah. bite. No, Nobody likes some floppy meat. <laughs> well, I don't. I shouldn't speak I better, for anybody uh, else. I like my, my meat a little hard <laughs> and salt. I got you. So, how did the flavors uh, that are in the barbacoa go with the whiskey so it was really weird because the sweetness of the whiskey and the sweetness of the barbacoa really well but then the heat was more from the bourbon than it was yeah from the barbacoa yeah that's one of the things that i was kind of worried about because alcohol will enhance any kind of spiciness so jordan what do you think you know it's not terribly spicy um it does now i tasted this before I had any alcohol and it did not seem quite as spicy. It's not overbearing, but mm-hmm. it, like you said, the alcohol will increase that spice. Um, but the saltiness of the cojita uh, cheese with the sweetness of the pork belly, because pork belly is a ten- is tends to be a sweeter meat in general, yeah. goes really nicely with this sour mash whiskey. So, Will, you said you're not a real big whiskey guy. Is that right? Um, or you're just not. Well, earlier you gave me some whiskey that was really wonderful. Right. The Yellowstone. Yeah. Yellowstone that was right. awesome. I like that. That was smooth. And it, sometimes the bourbon, especially if it's more on the scotch side, yeah. has that really in the back of my throat. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ooh. You know. Yeah. So did you, I know, like when you were going through college and stuff, did you drink a lot of whiskeys or was it what kind of what was your go-to in, in rum college? and tequila rum okay and usually those that you shot uh my dad was is a whiskey guy he likes whalers okay uh, high-end bar yeah uh, and i would watch him because uh when i was younger he'd ask me to he'd have one every night okay and then uh he would be poured in a little rocks glass and then he would have a glass of ice water Yep. And then he would take his finger and stick it into the ice water and let it drop a couple of drops into the mm-hmm. whiskey. And that's how he did it. For yeah. Ever. We call that blooming the whiskey. And what it does, like, it just opens up a lot of the flavors really well and kind of gets you more of it. But if it's a little hot for you, grab one of those pieces of ice and go ahead and put it in there. Because that the full dilution of like a piece of ice sometimes will help round out the will help round out those flavors and really open it up and take out some of that heat with it. So I've got to taper off on my whiskey so that I can try it with the cookie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So don't forget the salted chocolate oatmeal cookie there. 
Well, that's uh, oh my god, you know, I love chocolate oatmeal cookies, yeah. And you've had these before with that the beautiful sea salt on top. And so, what is uh, what's you said, uh, oh my god, uh <laughs> like my favorite cookies in the world. So, Jordan, what about you when you were kind of going through college and beginning kind of drinking? What were kind of your standby sippers that you would would do at the bar? Um, usually at the bar, if I was not drinking shots, um, I usually drank beer. Okay. And my shots, like, I didn't really get into sipping whiskeys or liquors in general until I was probably about 24, 25. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was, you know, a Jack and Coke girl, um, and then I started hanging out with my dad a lot more. And that's when I started to really get into like scotches and bourbons and things of that nature. But I shot a lot of tequila <laughs> in college. A lot. I will never forget my first tequila shot. Do you, What was it? It was uh, Patron Silver. Uh, as my friend Ben Hitt would say, no training wheels. Oh, just straight up. So no salt, no lime, just a shot of tequila that had been shaken over ice. Oh. So at least it was chilled. Well, do you remember what your first tequila shot was? It was uh, Jose Cuervo. It was like everybody else. Jose. Jose. It Jose wasn't Gold. until I started working at Cozy Mills here in Little Rock when it first opened. Um, I spent a long time there. And um, Chef Beto was the uh, chef there. Yeah. Uh, I actually got to see him play against uh, beat Bobby Flay one time really on TV this year recently very cool um, that's cool but he took us we went to they are opened up a store in Plano and we had gone to Dallas to do a, like a leadership institute manager institute mm -hmm. and chef Beto had all these tequilas that were like high priced mm -hmm. and I remember thinking mm, this is not Jose Cuervo this like this is so much better and that that's how I learned to sip tequila. That's where I learned to sip tequila. Was that kind of your first foray into like having sipping liquor liquors? My first sip of liquor was not your first sip of liquor. <laughs> <laughs> we, was, we don't need to know that seven year old story. <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know, my grandpa's uh, homemade whiskey. I mean, homemade moonshine. So, Whew. but no, that was, I didn't start sipping. Until like my senior year in college when I was introduced to like this really, I can't even remember the name. It was a rum. And the first thing I did, uh, a, a gentleman caller was, you know, yeah. trying to get in these. And so um, he uh, he was buying me expensive drinks and he bought me an expensive rum and it sat on the table and I shot it. And the look on his face, was <laughs> 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 he was like, that was $45. And I was like. Oh well, thank you. Okay, can so I have another? Another one, and then you know he taught me how to sip. So that and tequila is about the only thing I've ever sipped. Yeah, you used to do, you drink some bourbons though, right? You yeah. just have to find the right mm -hmm. kind of one. Now, go because I know our next one's rum. So before we like talk about what like you would slip in rum, what are some whiskeys that you found that you enjoy? If you can remember. Well, Usually no, when it starts off with the whiskey, the night goes <laughs> bad. The night gets fuzzy. Yeah. So I'm, there was, um, 
Oh, God, I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. But the, oh, I can't remember. I, it was in a red bottle. You know, I like Maker's Mark, to be honest yeah. with you. That one's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Bullet. Yeah. Your standard thing. Bullet's great. Um, my um, next door neighbor uh, to me when I was in college, he was huge into wild turkey. So uh, okay. every time I went over to help him, because he was like 70, he'd always, you know, make me drink wild turkey. And I just kind of accustomed to the taste. Yeah. But, Jordan, what about you? What are your some of your favorite sipping whiskeys? Um, uh, American whiskeys. Oh. <laughs> we're not, we won't go into scotches. Good thing you ran me in there. I knew, yeah, I knew where you were going to go. <laughs> Um, so bullets great. Um, you can put it on a little ice and it's a fantastic sipping whiskey. It's also a great cocktail whiskey. So definitely a staple for me. Um, I like Woodford. Um, I really like anything with rye. So Michter's rye. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm a big rye fan. Bullet makes a really good rye too. Yeah. Well, Beltley talks, one of the things that makes them different is they have a higher rye content. They say that this is 30% rye in their mash. And it does have that kind of little extra spicy flavor. Um, speaking of that, guys, how's it going with the cookie? Oh, my goodness. I'm here for this cookie. <laughs> oh, this is like, I don't know. Like, the it's not as, maybe the ice help yeah. uh, with the whiskey, but it's definitely a great taste together. The sweet, uh, the salty. The, it just really balances out. Yeah. That fruit sweetness you get in the whiskey they just all they play really well together they do and it's you know i'm, I'm actually kind of surprised because chocolate chocolate is actually in in true pairing form chocolate is actually very difficult to pair with because it has so much going on and there's actually a lot of bitterness in, the, in chocolate that mm-hmm. has to be balanced in the liquor but i think with this cookie and the, i think it's the salt the salt kind of carries carries the cookie through into that whiskey and that ha- whiskey has that like sweet lightly funky flavor with that spiciness going on that just tastes super good now you know when it comes to just sipping sipping liquor you know we're doing this we're doing all of these neat uh which means there's no ice no nothing in the glass but definitely kind of like will experience with the the bourbon if you're drinking something and you want to sip it and it's a little bit too much for you, throw a couple ice cubes in there and have it on the rocks. And if you're drinking it and you start to notice that it's too diluted, I mean, take the damn rocks out. I, I mean, <laughs> I've done it before at the bar where I'm I'm drinking a whiskey or something and I notice it's getting too diluted, getting too watery. So I just take out the ice and put it in my glass of water and then it's perfectly diluted for me. Can I ask you a question about oh. something? I've seen people, you know, they have those big balls or big cubes of ice. Uh-huh. Um, does that make a difference, the size of the ice? It does because it changes the surface area that's that's in contact with the liquor or the air. So it will actually slow the dilution of the drink. So I, I if I drink something on the rock, I prefer having a larger cube or a sphere in there because it will dilute slower, especially than like a lot of standard like speed bar ice that really super flat square ice that melts so fast it can over dilute your drink and i I mean it really it's one of those things that really does matter now to me whiskey stones don't really do anything i mean they chill it yeah they chill it but they just chilled the liquor which 
chilled stuff is harder for our mouth to perceive the flavors mm-hmm. of. You know, that's why a lot of really lower end beers are served as cold as they can be because you can't really taste anything. Kind of like the beer at Twin Peaks. At 29 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what it is? 29? Something like that. <laughs> Something. All taps, 29 degrees. Ugh. But yeah, so I, I mean, what about you? Have any of you ever, have either of you ever used the whiskey stones or like the metal ones the metal or anything ones, like yeah. that? What about you? I've used the metal ones. I've also used stones a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm going to use a whiskey stone, I prefer it with like a scotch or something that I don't necessarily want to dilute. Okay. Where if I decide I want to dilute it, I'd rather bloom it with, you know, a couple of drops of water, but I don't want ice in it. Yeah. But just if it's like a bourbon that it's a little hot, a little much for me, I like a sphere or one of the like two inch ice, you know, square Mm -hmm. ice cubes. I have several large Mm -hmm. cubes at my house that are specifically for, Drinking whiskey. Yep. What about you, Will? I've had the metal, uh, the noise I made when clinking against the glass irritated me. <laughs> uh, kind of, Makes sense. Yeah. And then uh, my uh, uh, my mother had gave me some frozen plastic uh, fish filled with water and frozen. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we tried that, and they floated around a lot, and they kept hitting me in the nose. So <laughs> I, I didn't like those just either. Wasn't enjoyable. Yeah, I found that like if I just want to drink it, I'll just if I want to sip it, I'll just sip it at room temp. Yeah, I sip it neat. You know, one thing that I do, and I've talked about this before, especially with rye whiskeys, I'll put it in like a cocktail shaker or a cocktail glass with some ice and stir it for a little bit just to get a little bit of dilution and chill, and then pour it off the ice into a neat glass and drink it. So that's there's lots of ways to do sipping sipping liqueurs it's just the big thing is is find what you like to do it yeah yeah the, i remember the name of that whiskey now what was elijah it? craig oh okay, okay. Yeah. yeah and i had it at a, at a cigar bar here and, in town uh-huh oh, did you, was it cigar republic or mm-hmm. was okay yeah. and the cigar that went with it was amazing oh yeah yeah there's something magical about whiskey and cigar at some point, we're going to have to do a whiskey and cigar i episode. enjoy whiskey and cigars <laughs> i will be there for that you'll be there for that one you know, maybe if we've got anybody over at uh, West End Cigars that are still listening or anybody at Cigar Republic, we'd definitely meet up to uh, collab and do another episode. That was going to be lots of fun. But uh, anything else about this uh, this first one before we move to the next no, one? I just want to say these cookies are, you know, slap your mama good. They are. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm out of whiskey, so. Well, I mean, I, the bottle is in arm range, so. <laughs> <laughs> but. We've got three more to go, so let's yeah, go I ahead. I also don't need to get too schnockered on my first uh, yeah. taste. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the next one. So, Jordan, this is yours. Why don't you remind us what this is and so, what your pairings are? I have the Chairman's Reserve Spiced Rum. Thank you, Kevin. Yep. And I have brought a lamb crostini that has a comfy garlic aioli with lamb caramelized onions on top and then chiffonaded mint because lamb and mint are a beautiful combination and then i also have a black bottom creme brulee yeah so i'm i'm, I'm pretty excited about both at all, about all the i've been staring at this creme brulee for a while so <laughs> all right so let's go ahead and so before we get into it 
too deep in the food. What what do you guys smell in this rum? Because this is a rum, so we know this is going to be cane-based, so we're going to have a lot of different stuff going on in this one, and it's spiced rum. It smells like bananas. It's sweet. Yep. Um, bananas. You've got some. Yeah, a lot of clove, allspice. Like mulling spices mm-hmm. is what I think mm-hmm. of. Orange. Citrus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love rum. <laughs> I'm going to take a sip of water to clear my palate from the Belmead sour uh, mash because it's going to be so incredibly different. Yeah. Going to this rum. <laughs> this is so freaking good. I know. I'm so. I knew, I knew Will's a Will's a rum and tequila guy, and I and I knew that, and so I was totally expecting a rum or a tequila to show up on the table for sipping because so you've good. told me so many times about how you found lots of rums and tequilas. I'm really excited about the All Star Experience, but tell me about this rum, Will. Oh, it's just. Um... It's like if you put like a, a mixer or juice in it, you would run it. That's how good it is. This looks like it just kind of wakens up your mouth, but at the same time, it just makes you think of like happy moments in your life. It's definitely a sipper mm. for sure. Yeah. I. It's weird that I brought a rum because I'm not usually a rum girl. Yep. But this rum is so incredibly special. So good. It's the oh. flavors and then... The fact that the first time I ever had this rum was actually on a podcast episode. It was our high-low whiskey yeah. and rum episode. And our friend, Rum Guy Dave, mm-hmm. brought a flask of this to share. It was not one of the rums that was planned for that podcast. And he told his story of going to Kevin and Renee's wedding. And, you know, I really liked it. And everybody had heard that I don't like rum. So... Kevin and Renee gifted me a bottle of rum last Christmas, mm-hmm. which was very, very sweet. Jordan, this lamb crostini is awesome. So that the caramelized onions, the comfy garlic, the lamb, it's all really, really good. It's, um, I'm not a fan of lamb, but I love this lamb. That aioli, it needs something. I'm not an aioli guy either. Probably more it needs, citrus. It needs some black pepper or a little more mm. citrus. It needs something. It's just a little. Brian would love this. It's a little hot on the garlic. Gotcha. So which... maybe some more comfy garlic rather maybe than Maybe some more comfy garlic. Hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. Come on in. Come on, Good sit morning. down. So Brian has joined us. Yay! Yay! Um, so Brian, we're ex- we've just done the second one. Um, so feel free to go ahead and have the first one. That is a uh, sour mash. Uh, so the first drink is a sour mash whiskey um, from Bell Mead, and the uh, pairings are <laughs> Brian's not a whiskey guy. Uh, the pairings, Brian, are that taco. It's a pork belly taco, and then the cookies that go with it. Okay. So we're happy you could join us, bud. Um, but. It goes so that that goes really well. That spiciness and the sweet of the rum, with the earthiness and like the garlickiness of the lamb, just works really well. What do you think, Will? I think the uh, the pepper um, when you get like a piece of pepper in there, mm-hmm. and with the mint, is really good. And like I said, I'm not a big lamb guy, but this was really good, Jordan. So. 
all I did with the lamb was I bought a piece of lamb leg, boneless. I took off most of the fat, not quite all, but I took off most of the fat and I just hand sliced it. Salt, pepper, a little bit of garlic powder, a little bit of onion powder, and threw it in a piping hot cast iron pan with a little bit of the um, butter that we had confit the garlic in. Yeah. And just cooked it up, pulled it off the heat. I mean, super simple. Yeah. Well, how'd it go with the, what do you think? You said the pepper with that tasted really good. How did it go with the rum? The it was the balance that you needed from the sweetness of the rum, mm-hmm. and then the caramelized onions just added to the sweetness of the, you know what I mean. Yeah, like it, it was it, just a perfect little thing. It all I'm, kind of yeah, like I'm not a big aioli guy, so I didn't eat that part. But it's okay. And then the freshness of the mint, yeah, kind of put a little you know. It you know how like when you sprinkle uh, or you uh, squeeze a little bit of lime on something, yeah. lemon, and you're like, oh, I woke it all up. The mint. Brian, how's that? Uh, how's that whiskey down there? Pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> it's very strong. <laughs> uh, what about the food? Mm-hmm. So we are. Yeah, I, I I asked him as he's taking a bite of the salted chocolate oatmeal cookie, which is you know amazing. It's almost like those no bake oatmeal cookies. They're very close to no bake cookies, but they don't have. Um, they Pe- do have egg in there. And they don't have the peanut butter. Uh, so oh. they do. Well, then we have a friend who doesn't like peanut butter, but used to love no-bake cookies. So mm-hmm. You'll have to make them for him. Yeah. Who is, who is Mr. Matlock. Oh. Dennis, who sadly couldn't, was feeling under the weather, couldn't be with us today. So, it, Brian, we were talking about kind of some of, our history with sippers and I'm asking him again as he's taking a bite. You're the worst. I am the worst. So as you're kind of growing up and getting into, into booze, uh, were you, (laughs) did you kind of start out sipping anything or were you kind of a, did you start like taking, doing shots and, or cocktail kind of stuff? Pretty sure I started on a bottle, bottle of Southern comfort. Ooh, Ooh, SoCo. SoCo cherry whiskey. Yeah, we don't do that anymore. SoCo and Coke or just SoCo? <clears throat> By itself. Ooh. Ooh. SoCo. God. God bless America. God bless Southern Comfort. <laughs> it was so good with Dr. Pepper, y'all. <laughs> RC Cola. RC oh Cola God. and Southern Comfort. So I can good. actually see how that would actually be pretty then, good. I don't know if y'all are familiar with the um, cream sodas, but mm-hmm. oh, SoCo and cream soda. Ooh. Brian, what was kind of some of your, when you got into, what was something that got you into sipping liquors? Do you remember kind of what it was or like, was it a, an experience that you may not remember the liquor, but, or was, can you remember like what it was that kind of got you into like, oh, I should, you know, take more time and just drink this by itself. Oh, probably with you guys at the Capitol Hotel. Okay. Trying some more uh, sophisticated cocktails. Um, yeah, we we love probably around then. We love the Capitol Hotel. Fifteen years yes. ago or so. <laughs> it was about 10, 12 years ago. <laughs> at this point, we did it too at uh, uh, Maduro quite a bit. The cigar bar. Oh yeah, that's right. Before it turned into one hundred and nine. Armin. <laughs> 
I fought with his mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So is it creme brulee time? You stole my thunder. Go ahead. I can do it. <laughs> so, the, Jordan, tell us about this creme brulee. So, I make creme brulee pretty often. It's a super simple um, drink or, you know, dessert to make. But I have never made black bottom creme brulee before. So this actually has a layer of ganache at the bottom with a vanilla creme brulee poured on top. And then you do the traditional bake it, you know, in the oven and then put the sugar and brulee at the top. So it's like sex in a dish. (laughs) (laughs) I think it has Will's approval. Just not a petri dish. (laughs) <laughs> oh man that goes so well with the rum the rum in this oh my god all right so i gotta be the academic what are we tasting as we're going through this black bottom creme brulee and the rum i guess i should take a sip of rum and not just shove my face full of creme brulee <laughs> <laughs> not that one well what you got for us. I'm over here enjoying Brian. <laughs> Watching Brian. Which one is this? That is the Chairman's Reserve Spiced Rum. It's what I brought. That's real good. It's this. It's and you really can't good. buy it here. You we have to get a, we have to get it bootlegged. I'll see if I can get you guys I don't a know what Kevin does, but he bootlegs it in. <laughs> well, I'm just going to say this is the best rum I've ever had in my life. Really? Yeah. Well, awesome. I'll see if I can. Uh, the banana. That bananiness, or the vanilla, or whatever it is that's in there, it kind of reminds me of banana pudding. Okay, it tastes like soda almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's that like that banana plantainy earthiness that goes that it goes so well with that the 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 sugar. It's caramelized plantain. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It tastes so good with the with the carameliness and the the top of the creme brulee plus that chocolate ganacheiness. Hits that spicy, the spicy portion of it, like the 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 spiced part of the rum. This is delicious. Um, Two wins, Jordan. Yeah, very good. Lamb and the. Okay, so will we? You we have heard that this is your best rum ever. Uh, what are some other your favorite sipping rums that you can think of? So this is going to sound really weird, but that uh, plantation rum was it that we get. Look at I'm really horrible. With is it the plantation three star rum? Yeah. Is it the white rum? Yes. No. No, it's dark rum, right? Hang on. This is really good. I'm kind of looking over at my dad's bar over there. I'm like, so does he have any uh, Diplomatico over there? Because I really want to try this with the Diplomatico. Mm, yeah. Or the. Uh, Which bar is that? Well, so I'm, I'm pretty sure the rum is over there. Oh, okay. In that one, <laughs> that's a good question, though, Brian. There's rum, there's, there's, there's booze, booze everywhere in this everywhere. room. The dedicated rum bar, yeah. Um, Brian, you have to tell me because it was in Hawaii, it was K O L O A. What was it? Koola, Cola, one more time, K O L O A rum, Koloa, Koloa rum, Koloa. Okay, that was really I don't good. What, what, uh, any others that you can think of? I really like, have you ever had the, um, di- the stuff from Diplomatico out of Colombia? Colombia. Yeah. 
Their rums oh, are really good. Um, Bonab, I think it's Bumbo. B U M or B U Bum Bumbo Bumbo Bo. It's going to be really fun. And I'm not even drunk. Uh, it's the ones with the X on the label. Yeah, those are good. The gold X or the, the silver X. Those are really, really good rums. Do you like um, spiced rum or, you know, black rum? or? I like more of the aged rums. Not quite to black rum. Black rum I like to use in cocktails. Like Kraken is great. Yes. Kraken, Kraken is a great black rum. I've never really sipped it. I've only really used it in cocktails. I don't think I can sip that. You think you could? Hmm? You said you could or no way could you not, could? No way. <laughs> Why not, Brian? It's too strong. What about you, Brian? Do you have any favorite sipping rums? Rums? No, I don't think so. What's your kind of go-to zipper, sipper? I think we all said it. Well, and I said it last time was probably um, De Serrano. Mm. Okay. What is it about De Serrano that, that you love? Probably a memory attached to a, to a vacation. Also, what? just pretty mellow. Not too strong. What's the memory? Oh. <laughs> Tell us the story. Oh, it's just from Chicago, from... Um, we stay at the W Hotel and Lakeshore Drive and the bar um, at the top of the hotel had a, uh, you know, really pretty view at night of the lake. You really couldn't see anything. All you could see is the boats. You could see the light from the boats. And I don't know, just re- relaxing and a nice time. Yeah. So, you know, we were talking about sour mashing earlier with the, the Bell Mead. So when I was doing the research a little bit, they were saying that there are some Jamaican rum distilleries that do sour mashing or some sort of kind of thing with sour mashing as well and that's how why some jamaican rums can have that like extra little funkiness to them i've never i don't think i've ever actually had jamaican rum has it have any of y'all isn't plantation plantation is jamaican Jamaican, right it is jamaican i've actually i'm pretty sure so I have to ask, and this is a selfish question. No, we had that um, the barrel, the tale of two islands, or the tale. What of, is the other one we get? Tale of two islands it's from eight year. Appleton starts with an A. Barrel rum is what it's called. It's oh, okay. the tale of two islands. It's eight years aged. It's really good. Oh. It's from Jamaica. So is the proportion of creme brulee and chocolate off? Does it need less chocolate, more chocolate, more? Like, be honest. So with I need ours, to know these things. With the dishes that we're eating out of it, it's about 50-50. And it actually creates a really nice flavor overall because it's not just vanilla. It's not just chocolate. You have a really good kind of balance. What do you think, Will and Brian? Um, I think it's a good balance. Okay, for me, the more chocolate, the merrier. Um but this is really good. And honestly, it's extremely sweet. So I'm glad it was just a little bit. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I, like I said, I've never made black bottom, bottom creme brulee before. So you guys are my guinea pigs. Well, it's good. You know, this would be really good with um, a wine too. Um, yeah, I think, I think that, you know, it's the, I think if it was just chocolate, if it was like a chocolate truffle. It wouldn't be great. Mm-hmm. I think if it was just 
vanilla creme brulee, it wouldn't be that great. I think it's the combination of the two that really make that, plus the the burnt sugar top, I think, mm, is what really puts it over and really it brings like a another spiced note to the rum. Plus that sweetness is kind of matched with the rum. It's really, really That's my favorite part of making good. creme brulee is burning the tops. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you give me a blowtorch and let me play. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You use all the butane in the blowtorch pretty much every time. You did have fun with that blowtorch. I will give you that. <laughs> so, um, anybody have any stories they want to tell of their of their sipping sipping days of of liquor? I mean, I don't just kind of want to push us through this, and I mean, everything's yeah. really good, but we also just like to take this time with guests to just kind of let them tell stories of of their uh, drinking journey, kind of get them to where they're at. I think they're, I'm going to go a little philosophical here. Go for it. There's something about sipping and maturity, right? Okay, yeah. Like, I can remember doing friends, we're shooting, whatever was around. Um, but then when I got to a certain, not age, but just certain level of sophistication, it just seemed like it would be better, like, if I not enjoyed the not only enjoyed the buzz but also the flavor of the taste of it. Yeah. So it was actually coffee that got me into sipping. Really? Yeah, because I was not a coffee drinker. But then we had in college this um friend of ours that was going to school, he was roasting his own coffee beans and so oh. trying different things. Very and, cool. And so he'd bring us coffee like every Tuesday and I remember thinking Oh, I usually just mix this with cream and just go to town and be done with it. But it was nice. Yeah. You know, I think that's that's kind of a lesson that's happening at school right now with the coffee club. With that one of the teachers is doing on Fridays. He's kind of having that slow process and learning about this is not just, it's not just the end point. There is, there's a, a point to the beverage. It's not just the caffeine. Yeah, and there's that opportunity for discussion and talk and hanging with your friends and just sipping. Or even if you're by yourself, it's just a nice, calm way at the end of the day. No rush. Yeah, introspection time. Most of the time I'm asleep by the time I finish it, before I finish it. (laughs) Well, I mean, you do go to bed at like 7 o'clock anyway. Hey, hey. I work hard. (laughs) Brian, what about you? (laughs) You're on mic this week, so. I don't know. (laughs) Well, think. I mean, do you? I mean, and this can be a a no answer. Do you enjoy just like sitting and sipping liquor, or is it more of a cocktail driven thing for you when it comes to liquor? I usually like something mixed with it. I'm not a huge fan of something completely straight. No, he is not. What are uh, what's some of your favorite cocktails? Um, we both like dark and stormies a lot. I think mm. so. You know, back to the dark rums. Yeah. And uh, I don't like Gosling that much, actually. Plantations. Yeah, Plantations will use for that one. We also use the. Um, have we used this one before? I was looking this up. Do you use Kraken ever? I have, have used Kraken stories. I have used that's really good. Um, Myers. Oh, yeah. Myers. Oh, yeah. What do we think of those? We used to make some kind of cocktail with Myers. They're really good in pina coladas, too. Maybe that was it. What uh, Well, what's your ginger beer of choice? Oh, it comes uh, to Barrett's is my favorite. Gosling's mine. Okay. Gosling's is too sweet for me. I'm, I'm a, Barrett's has a better, sharper. 
Which one is Barrett's? Is that the one in like the gold it's can? The gold can. Well, yeah, they they both kind of are, aren't they? Um, well, Gosling, Gosling has the seal. seal, right? Jordan, what about you? What is a uh, when it came to slowing down and sipping liquors? What kind of brought you there? Scotch with my dad, as well as just with my uncles. Um, that was a big thing. Is after dinner, sitting down when we were all like in Montana at my grandmother's house you know, dad or one of the uncles would always bring out a bottle of like scotch or nice bourbon and they'd pour it around and we'd sit and tell tales. Or if you were the younger one, you sat and listened to them just tell stories about different things. And it was, it was just that bonding of hanging out with family and learning all of these different stories and seeing that nobody was in a rush yeah. You know, you had your glass. No hurry. And you just, you took a drink when you took a drink and you just hung out and you laughed and, you know, if somebody was empty, there was always more in the bottle. So it it just was, it holds a lot of like really just special memories that way for me. Same here. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, uh, I think we're all empty on that, uh, on that rum there. So that rum's so good. Let's uh let's head to the next one. So we're heading now uh to Will. Uh Will, why don't you tell us what your um liquor is that you brought and your pairing? So this is San Luis uh San Elizabeth Allspice um Dram. And it is from you know, Jamaica. So it's uh we all know the Allspice seasoning, right? It's used on a lot of things. But I wanted to bring something that uh, I normally would have never tried. Okay. So, uh, you know, it's got clove and cinnamon and nutmeg in it. It's very apropos as we're heading into fall, even though it's, you know, 98 degrees here in Arkansas today. Um, but as we're heading... <laughs> and 103 tomorrow. <laughs> but as it's very, for those of you in the rest of the world that experience, you know, a normal fall. Actual seasons. <laughs> Actual seasons. Uh, this is a very apropos drink to move forward into fall with. But what is, what's your pairing with this? So Jamaican chicken uh, is actually Brian's idea. Uh, he made a marinade. Um, Brian, jerk, jerk, right? Jamaican jerk chicken. Thank you. Uh, whew, that whiskey in the first round already. <laughs> so he made this marinade himself and uh, uh, some chicken breast and chicken thigh. He marinated for a couple hours and then I grilled it. So enjoy. It looks delightful. Yeah, dig in this allspice dram. In I've I've had this before in some cocktails, and it is a game changer in cocktails. I saw a recipe while I was uh, picking out for um, a fall. Oh, well, was you told me it was like a fall of fashion, wasn't it? Yeah, fall. It's just got. It, I mean, it smells like allspice, like ground allspice. It has that, you know, cloviness on it. And it really is a kind of celebration of those West Indies spices that, you know, change the course of the world. That chicken's really good. Thank you. you a, have you had a sip yet? No. Okay. We're not waiting yet. for the face. <laughs> We're all waiting for the, the sweet face because Jordan, as we know, does not enjoy, always enjoy sweet things. And this is a liqueur, so it is going to be sweeter on the actual palate itself. 
but it is <laughs> it's like she just took a bite into a lemon um but she I don't didn't make that, that face for a lemon but everybody else in the world does that's good <laughs> yeah it's a really like but the the that's just the the i could just smell this all day long yeah it i love the smell so it's too sweet on my personal palate mm. but the smell is delightful oh man yeah when you taste it you have that like sweetness of the core but definitely you have it's really like you breathe in a bag of um also of uh mulling spices you have that spicy warming is warms you up inside this with so like a and like an expression of orange peel would be really really good oh yeah to have that like orange citrus flavor coming through that even work with your cider you make a cider yeah in the fall oh yeah like a hot toddy oh yeah putting that in your hot toddy instead of honey mm-hmm. you wouldn't like the hot toddy because mine's super sweet <laughs> Just, I like you know, hot toddies. Mine usually just has way more whiskey than anything else in it. <laughs> yeah. Josh has seen the way I make hot toddies. He's like, did you put tea or anything else in there? I was like, there's money. She's like, there's, there's, there's a squeeze of lemon in there somewhere. Uh, but that's really good. So how's the chicken, guys? The chicken is delicious. I'm here for this chicken. Brian, what? Wait a minute. I'm going to say, Brian, what's all in this, in the marinade? First of all, we couldn't find scotch bonnets dry or... Okay. No, could not find those, so I ended up adding... Um, what did I add, Will? Fresno's. Fresno chilies. Oh. Big red ones. Um, <clears throat> has onion. Um, well, it's called for scotch bonnets. Of course, we couldn't find that, so we substituted the, substitute the Fresno's. Uh, garlic. Um, five, spice, five spice powder. Um, all, spice, all spice berries. Can't talk. Um, whole also has berries that I ground myself. Um, freshly ground black pepper, dried thyme, nutmeg, freshly faded, of course, a teaspoon of salt, uh, soy sauce, and vegetable oil. Dude, this pairing is so freaking good. <laughs> and you wouldn't think, like, you wouldn't think a liqueur and chicken would work. But, the flavors that are in that chicken are just absolutely matched by this liquor. Yeah. It's it's so stinking good. The chicken has enough spice, not not only heat, but mm-hmm. enough spice that even for somebody who's not a huge sweet person, it does cut down on the sweetness of what this particular liqueur is. Yeah. No. I've had about my fill of the liqueur, which is about a third of what was poured for me. <laughs> but it's good. It's very good together. And this chicken really sets off that liqueur. So how did you come up? How did you decide on this pairing? Who who decided on it? How'd you, how do you guys decide on it? Brian, I was talking to Brian goes, well, there's allspice and jerk chicken. Mm. And I was like, well, let's, let's do that. And that's how simple it was. Yeah. It was actually Brian's. I knew the next one was going to be dessert, so I thought we need to have something savory. Okay. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's a, I mean, I'm still, I'm flabbergasted. Because I never would have thought to put chicken with this. I mean, because I would have done like apple pie. 
It's got a very viscous. Yeah. I mean, I would have done like apple pie, ice cream. Like, I definitely would have done dessert with this. Too predictable. I would not. And see, I. I would not have thought of going of going to jerk chicken, and it it's like you said, it makes so much sense because allspice and those flavors are very prominent in jerk and Caribbean cooking. So we are actually using it, this for dinner tomorrow. I mean, it's gonna work with those same flavors in that liqueur. Yeah, that chicken is delicious. So now, what else are you gonna cook with? <laughs> what else are you gonna use this with? What do you, as I you're tasting? A hot toddy, probably. A hot toddy? Yeah, I think that would be really good. Yeah, mine, mine is the apple cider. Okay. Okay. I'd be good with, in an apple uh, cider. We'd also talk about brandied fruits. Um, oh. You could do something like fruit, maybe. Yeah. And then uh, my my hot uh, my fall cider that I do every year for Halloween is just fresh apple cider. And then, uh, you know, you put sticks of cinnamon and cloves in there, but you add, this sounds so bad, this is what's going to make Jordan like go, ooh. Uh, red Hots, candied Red Hots. <laughs> Dude, you, I love candied Red Hots. I forgot. And you melt those into the mixture. Now, for some people, they'll add like my mom. She'll add a can of orange juice in there. Okay, but it's like too concentrate. Yeah, it's a little bit too acidic for me, and it gives me heartburn. So usually we mix it with whiskey. But you can do whiskey and this. I'll eat Red Hots by the handful. Yeah, it's why I don't buy them. So. What do you think about using this instead of Fireball with uh, Fireball. the uh, Angry, what was it, Angry Balls you so like to drink all the time? I it'll be the same because this is really syrupy. This is like, I thought about like you poured this over like some ice cream, mm-hmm. crunch up some waffle cones in it. Yeah. I don't know, I was just trying to get you off the Fireball. Well, that was a thing for ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I do yeah, have I, weakness. Ice cream is my weakness. I am yeah. right there with you. Like it's the best in the world. Apple pie, apple pie ice cream with this would be so good. But they mixed it in the fall cocktail. They mixed it with the same things that go in a old fashioned, and they just added this to it uh, with the whiskey and the muddled orange. Yeah, got to muddle. Got to muddle. Got to muddle your fruit with an old fashioned. I don't think they put the cherry. I didn't see the cherry in there. Mm. But yeah. So Brian, you, this you the your jerk recipe uses you said five spice powder. Is that Chinese five spice that you're talking about? Yes. Okay. Because Chinese five spice has allspice and mm-hmm. clove in it, I believe, along with cinnamon and pepper and shit. What's the other? I prefer to grind my own spices, so that was we. Had the uh, what was yeah. it the allspice? Yeah, <clears throat> the whole allspice. We've had that for quite a while, but um, once we grounded it, the fragrance came back. Yeah. So yeah, I was afraid there wasn't enough, <laughs> but I think it comes through. Dude, that's really. I mean, that's oh, really right. good. That's really good chicken. I'm uh, Dennis is going to be very sad when he. <laughs> oh, he's what getting he for dinner tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm talking about just everything. Oh yeah, the lamb. The lamb was really surprised. good. Yeah, glad you-, you enjoyed it. That was a last minute game time decision on the lamb. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's sad. So I tried the creme brulee with the allspice dram. It doesn't really work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad. 
It's just like too. Oh, you have creme brulee left? Yeah, mine is gone. Yeah, because I'm 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 wanting to try the creme brulee with the oh, bourbon cream. Bourbon, because I think it's gonna. I think it, it could go well, but the sweetnesses don't match with the allspice strands. So the the creme brulee just kills it. It was. I was doing some research and it said maybe a good sipper would be an uh, aperitif. Okay. Or gastric. Is that the same thing? Uh, so aperitifs are usually before the meal, and gastrics are usually well, gast- digestifs are after. Digestifs. Yeah. A- oh, aperitif, digestifs. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah. Aperitifs to wake up your appetite, and digestifs to help you actually digest. But would those be considered sippers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Most of the most of the rest of the world outside the United States does not really ever shoot their liquor. The only ones they really shoot are like aquavits or things like that. They almost everything else around the world is sip, no matter what it is. <laughs> not not shot like here in America. All right. Well, let's Makes go. Sense. Let's uh, let's head to this last one. So, Brian, why don't you tell us what you brought? Uh, Rocktown Bourbon Cream Liqueur. Um, I had a client of mine who I was trying to discuss what to bring, and um, she highly recommended this this one. And um, we kind of discussed pairings together, and she makes a amazing um, spice pecans. And I, I thought about doing that, but then um, we talked about maybe doing something with cheese and maybe doing a real dark berry to kind of um, mellow out the sweetness some. So we were gonna. I was gonna do puff pastry, but I did that last week. So I thought, let's go ahead and try something different. So I used the um, phyllo cups with the brie, and then um, actually this is Will's mother's homemade um, blueberry preserves, and then I added a fresh blueberry on top as well. Very cool. So you kind of put it all in the, you put the jam and the and the cheese in the cup and baked it, or just the cheese? Uh, cheese first. Uh, I actually baked the cup first a little bit by itself. Then I added the cheese, melted that a little bit, added the jam and then at the end just kind of stuff the fresh uh, berry on top cool very cool i love i love cream liqueurs yes, <laughs> they, you do. they are some of my favorite favorite sippers oh that's sweet <laughs> it's sweet but it's really good yeah oh that's sweet uh this so brian this is from rocktown which is our local distributor or not distributor, distillery. distillery here in little rock and they've actually made a Basically, a Bailey's style style beverage with their own stuff, and these little feeler cups look good. This makes me want coffee. Mm. <laughs> Definitely toward the make the end of the meal. But the blueberry did it work with the blueberry? It the might cheese. work really well with the cookie as well. The cheese uh, actually is not sweet, so it kind of um, helps. What is it, Brie Brian? Mm-hmm. That's a really it's good a blueberry preserve that your mother makes, Well, Yep. She makes blueberry, raspberry, blackberry, and strawberry mm-hmm. for everybody every year. That's really, really good. But this year, she and I are going to, matter of fact, next time I go down, um, we're going to make uh, pumpkin butter, peach butter, apple butter. Oh. Peach butter, please and thank you. <laughs> well, it's going to be everybody's Christmas present, so absolutely, yes. That's <laughs> good, good to know. That's really good. That is a really good bite, Brian. Mm-hmm. Thanks. That butteriness and nuttiness of the brie juxtaposed with that nice, sweet tartness of the blueberry. 
and the phyllo. The phyllo didn't go soft. I love it. It's crunchy. Yeah. You said you blind baked it first? I did. It probably should have gone maybe upside down to get the the bottom. bottom. Yeah. Good though. Yeah, ain't no soggy bottom. Next time. No soggy bottoms here. No, no soggy bottoms. So what do we think of this? Uh, Jordan, we know what Jordan thinks of the, the bourbon cream. Everybody else, what are you thinking of the, the just the liquor itself? It's really good. It would be amazing with coffee. Good in, It would be great in Irish coffee, you're right. Will, what do you think? I could just uh, pour this over anything and eat it up. <laughs> Ice cream float. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just over some ice. Mm-hmm. Just let it sit there. Mm-hmm. Just... Cream liqueur. Have a nice fall afternoon, campfire going. Yep. Fireflies and stars and cool breezes. I could just go to town on it. And then you got to fall asleep out there and get eaten by all the mosquitoes. Mm-mm. Actually, mosquitoes don't bother me. What? You I hate you. Son of a gun. <laughs> Brian's the unlucky one. He. Oh. There could be one mosquito on a football field with thousands of people and they'll find him. But <laughs> I can be in a football full of mosquitoes and never get bit. Yeah. Same thing with uh, chiggers and ticks, too. There's a mosquito in or the Or fleas. Tri- mosquito in the tri-state area. It will find me, and it will eat me. <laughs> I think, I don't know why. I just never have, ever. You lucky, lucky person. What about the pairing with the liquor? How's it go? The breed just, um, it's just a nice, you know, kind of soft, not very flavorful thing on your palate. Which muddles down the sweetness of the blueberry jam, mom's blueberry jam. And then the acidic part of the fresh blueberry on the top. That's a nice touch. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah, it kind of goes well. It kind of brings that, the bourbon brings that like cream, cream nuttiness to the, to the dessert. It's almost like you have like, almost maybe like a pecan or a walnut with the dessert on there. And that's coming from the liqueur. You hear Will laughing as I'm pouring my liqueur into Josh's glass. Because I'm going to drink it. It's wasted on me. I'm sorry, guys. She's just trying to get me drunk so that I'm not going to do well with the blind at all. (laughs) Would I do a thing like that? Yes. Yes, you would. Um, Okay. You can't see me, but I'm shaking my head. Yes. uh, What was it? Bailey's and Irish whiskey with coffee at Lee's house. Yeah, that's called an Irish coffee. It's an Irish coffee. Need to try it with the cookie just to see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You probably tried it with the cream brulee, too. <laughs> How did it go with the creme brulee, Josh, or did you try it? I haven't gotten there yet. I, I know the blind's coming up, and, you know, I'm basically on six, seven, eight ounces of alcohol now. But Is that how much? Well, there's an ounce and a half in each pour. Oh. Yeah, it's very good with the, with the cookie. Oh, yeah. Kind of uh, wants you to want to dip your cookie into it. Mm. So... Let's think back through the entire tasting and uh, we'll go around and kind of everybody talk about one or two highlights, favorite bites, favorite sips, um, kind of favorite pairings that you've had so far this time. William? The first one with the barbacoa was really good. I like heat and it intensified the heat of both of the barbacoa and of the whiskey. And I, I didn't, I didn't. I don't know if I've had a sour mash whiskey before, so okay, that was a new experience. The rum uh, was the highlight of the evening, my favorite by far. Um, I would possibly maim or kill somebody for a bottle of that, just so you know. 
Good to uh, know. If you have anybody you need offed. Uh, that was really amazing. The lamb was pleasant with it in the mint, uh, but the creme brulee was the yeah. bomb. Um, Brian, with, well, go ahead. with the allspice, I mean, just made me. That was. Makes you think of football and leaves falling and mom's pumpkin pie. And then the whiskey uh, cream was just, you know, pour me another glass. <laughs> Brian, what were some of your favorite bites and sips tonight? Uh, cookie is definitely one of my favorites. It was amazing. Um, a little salt on top, too. It was great. Um, the lamb, very, very good. Very good pairing with the lamb. I did like my chicken that I brought. Yeah. <laughs> that chicken was delicious. Uh, I thought that paired Fucking really well. I was, I was glad I decided to do that. That was, that was apparently whatever pretty well. Yeah, I, I liked my last one. It wasn't my favorite, but I do. I loved the the bourbon cream. That was pretty amazing. But um, yeah. All right, Jordan, you're up. The rum and the creme brulee really surprised me. I thought, you know, sweet on sweet, it was going to be too much, but there was enough spice within that rum to tone down the sweetness of the creme brulee. I think also if I would have done the the ganache with like a milk chocolate instead of a semi-sweet chocolate, it would have been too much. So I'm glad that I used a little bit darker, more unsweet of a chocolate to balance with Mm -hmm. um, what was going on. Even a darker chocolate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know. I'm going to have to play with that one. I'll have to do my my chocolate pie sometime. I've I've wanted to do a really topping on the chocolate pie. Just like in a rain. Oh, yeah. That would be. Uh, to I mean that the allspice and the chicken was mind blowing, mind blowingly good. I I'm still floored by how simple that pairing is and how amazingly it worked. The chairman's reserve and the creme brulee was also just straight up phenomenal. So that was really good. All right, well, uh, Jordan, you are up to uh to blind. And uh, we'll get that poured up. All right. All right. So Jordan's got a blind poured up for me. Um, it is very kind Wait a minute. Of- We're not going to even recognize that you've done this already once before <laughs> and didn't hit play. It's very <laughs> no. light and woody, I hear. No, yeah. because I can. It's kinda- very light and woody, and he's intoxicated. <laughs> what else have we heard? <laughs> Actually, we could do this for him. It's clearer in color, it's not a dark. Keep going, Josh. I'm I was going to say, here's the best part. I just get to cut all that shit out. <laughs> So it is lighter in color. There's definitely some wood aging on it. So we're going to go ahead and throw the vodkas out because I don't know if a wood aged vodka that's here in town. Um, the smell is very wood driven grain um, on the taste. Um, the barrel just really comes through. <laughs> I might like to have some as well. It is. It just has a lot of that, like grain and wood coming through. It's, but it's not really refined. There's not a whole lot of other flavors going on in it. And even when it's bloomed, it still just kind of drives along those lines. Um, there's no really like botanicaliness. So I'm going to go ahead and throw out gin as an option. I think it is um, it's definitely more grain. It could be a brandy. That's kind of what I'm down between. 
is a very young, very light, like brandy cognac or some sort of <laughs> some sort of whiskey that's out there. <laughs> I love picking really evil things for him to blind. Yeah, so it's probably, you know, a bourbon. That is a scotch. <laughs> so Brian thinks it's a scotch. Um, <laughs> huh. If you haven't heard. Um, I I don't... I'm, I'm going to say it's an Irish whiskey. Damn, I'll let you try this. I think... That is okay. No, I want you to try this, please. I think with... I don't think it's refined enough to be a scotch, um, but it does have that definitely wood flavor and very, like, grain-driven, but there's not a whole lot else going on to it. There's not a whole bunch of peatiness on it. So, <laughs> Will is not a scotch guy or whatever this is. Whatever this is, Will does not like. But I think I, I'm going to go ahead and land on. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and land that this is an Irish whiskey. So, to find out whether I'm right or wrong, you are going to have to come back next week. And uh, next week is going to be a wine week. I'm very excited. We have Seth Barlow coming back on the show. And we are going to be doing uh, fall wines. Uh, it's going to be really good as we're heading into um, into kind of October. And hopefully things are finally going to be cooling down for us. Uh, and we're going to have some of our favorite uh, fall wines if we head into that season to January. <laughs> Just get don't 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 be Debbie Downer over there. Um, <laughs> but Will Brian George, thank you for being on the another episode. If it weren't for you guys, I'd be out here just talking to the wind and and the listeners out there. So I really appreciate you guys being on, and hopefully we'll get you on more episodes now that you guys have been on uh, two times. Because you know who knows, Dad may never come back. <laughs> He's never coming back. But. Please remember we're out there on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Give us a like, subscribe, a follow, whatever your favorite podcast platform asks for you to do. And we would really appreciate a rating and a review. It helps us to get noticed and just share us with your friends. So thanks again, guys. So once again, I'm Josh Mills. I'm George. I'm Brian. I'm Sazer Kose. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>